Good morning. Hey, my loves. Hey, so just wanted to check in with you. Got to go into workout earlier because my favorite instructor is going to be helping us work our muscles out. So you can already tell. Woke up excited. Already got my trades in, y'all. I got um. There's there's one from yesterday, and then I already placed four trades today, and they've already filled. So it's a beautiful day. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this uh, Friday, it is Venus. Great time to to leverage that Venus energy. Um, I had some stuff planned for for my face. I'm actually going to do a review on it, but I I don't want to do it today because I'm going to be exposed to the sun. But yeah, try to find something, you know, to just kind of leverage it. Do something special to your hair. I haven't mentioned this too, and then I'm going to go straight into the topic that's in the title. Aragon oil for your hair, especially 4C hair. Bellissimo. Love, love, love it. And I love it for my face too. It's right up there with uh, vitamin E. Vitamin E by Purador, 70,000 IU. Um lots of juicy benefits. Anyways, so I wanted to talk about something and and I think that um I'm learning to have grace with myself and when I talk about how, you know, even when you're looking for if you are, right? Not necessarily chasing the person, but if you're you're able looking to identify certain things in other people. I've talked about how um you know, for men it's important for them to cultivate the themselves before they can start to cultivate it in others and it's actually in my opinion kind of a skill and it kind of um lets you gauge your level of awareness so um as i've been sharing my journey and going through life and i'm analyzing what worked what didn't work why did i think this certain way i want to kind of bring all of us up to code right so because I understand what's happening, right? I've mentioned that I listen to several content creators. And one of the things I love is that because they're multifaceted and I don't just stick to one genre of content, I'm getting stimulated by, you know, uh, content creators who talk about, you know, purpose, uh, content creators who talk about marriage, content creators who talk about relationships, communication, um, self-awareness self-worth, so on and so forth, right? And just uh, marriage, what what does it mean? What are our values, right? So here I am, I'm on this this, this spectrum of growth, right? And I, I like to think that I talk to a, a good spectrum of women also because I, I see the numbers, I'm talking to the younger um, ladies as young as 16, all the way up to their 60s. And I I I I do believe that most of my audience is going to be black women because I'm sharing my experience not that I'm trying to be the victim but it's it's a unique um type of field like a it's it's a it's a unique experience right so when I'm talking about some of the dating choices that I've made I've talked about how I've dated pretty only only black men, right? It has to do with the conditioning and the programming that a lot of us are realizing is kind of tied into the matrix, right? We're to- told to just date on- based on skin color. And 
So here's kind of like how you start to ascend, you know. So part of the, you might wonder, well, why does she always talk about what can sound like interracial marriages, right? And interracial, interracial, y'all, I'm getting text messages and it's still early. Interracial um, relationships. Here's what I want you to see what's going on in my mind behind you know, below the surface. I'm starting to understand that I pigeonholed myself strictly on color. So first, what would happen is first he has to be black and then start to look for all of the other things that I'm going to talk about how the other content creators are helping us to refine those things. When I come on here and I did like, for example, the podcast where I was talking about my, my, um, I candy crush, right? That is the reason why. I talked about how, you know, even six months ago, he wouldn't have been on my radar in terms of just even being attractive, right? Let's not pretend that there there is a um, kind of like scale over our eyes, I think, in terms of what we deem attractive. And you hear it all the time, even when you listen to like uh, Kendra G. What's the first thing they're going to tell you? I want tall, dark, and handsome. Right. So that experience and me sharing that for you is kind of me getting to a point where I'm like, okay, attractiveness comes in all shapes and sizes. Right. He's not the the eye candy crush and I'm taking him off my uh, eye candy crush list just because I really do respect he has a girlfriend and I don't even want to, I'm, I've been like this since 14. I've seen how it happens in, in churches and I don't even try to, you know, infringe on whatever they're going on. I'm not trying to be one of those women that's even going to be too much in his space, right? Respectfully, very much respectful of those types of boundaries. So, but one of the things is like, okay, he's not the six five, six nine, six eleven type of guy that that I've dated in the past, right? He is he's he's a good height, right? But I started to see that it's like, okay, he got a little bit of muscle and not not too and and considering I also tend to gravitate towards muscular, I mentioned like my first boyfriend, super muscular, last boyfriend on the muscular side. Um, the other two, it's not that they weren't muscular. It's just that because of how tall they were, um, between six eleven and six nine, it's kind of hard for you to carry a lot of muscle because you're kind of long, but you're, you could anyways, my point being, so it was different, right? Um, dark hair, blue eyes, but I also, what I wanted you to kind of take away is one of my content creators, we're talking about, you know, picking quality men, right? Or, or and I'm careful too, because I want to make sure I'm not sending um, subconscious messages where it's like you're going out actively seeking for, for men. I think that one aspect I haven't really been able to cover, but I, I strongly believe in it, is in attracting, right? Being receptive to, being open to the right type of men, right? So we're not out here... When I when I use the analogy, come snatch them up. I you could hear I was trying to struggle a little bit with how to kind of 
articulate that. But my point being is being open to that. And and they're there for the taking, right? In the sense of, you know, there are, we're, we're all also handling the nuances of words like high value men, high earning men, and um, high performing men or those type of things, right? But um, another thing with him too is I I mentioned he's a banker. He has stuff going for himself. He has he's involved in his family's life, right? And he seems to enjoy that process of raising his son and his daughter, right? And so here's what I'm gonna tell you. I'm even noticing for myself too because I'm I'm listening to what they're saying and they're saying, well, it shouldn't be based on just looks. I agree because even when you look at how I've evolved over the my last my four relationships, the last two I think it, it's kind of like I I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna ascend past this, but I chose um. Men with the best, so I made sure that they were look. They looked attractive, in my opinion. Let's you know, some people um don't put it high on the spectrum, and I get it. I also have heard concerning messages. I was actually gonna play a thirty second TikTok from one of the content creators. I'm I'm this short of just on following her to be honest, because I think I've gotten everything I kind of need to um up until this point. And I've been following her for years. But and and I get it, but it's things like she said, well, um date a guy that's really ugly, date a guy that's so ugly that when you look at him, you kind of have to cross your eyes. But when you go and look at um like Girl on Lost or um there used to be an IG femicide rate type thing. And when you look at the women, and they are stunning, beautiful. And you hear a lot of us in the comments and we're like, oh my God, she's beautiful. Like, why is she dating this guy? And I think that that's kind of the conversations that have been permeating. It's kind of like you have these really pretty attractive girls who are dating guys who don't even groom their hair right? And we're telling them, well, treat, you know, date a really ugly guy because he's going to value value you. He's going to, but I think one of the things we're not addressing is you don't think that they know they're not, they're unattractive. And you really are that one pretty girl that gave them a chance. So when you try to leave the relationship, now it really aggravates their psyche and their... Con- and you know what's unfortunate? Because the other women that I've heard talk about this, one, I think she's biracial. The other one is out... She's out of the black community. And in their community, it would make sense for you to not date the most attractive male, the most masculine, ma- masculine male, the most tallest male. But in our black... In our community, man... <laughs> Something have mercy on our soul because it's like, I, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, because my podcast is mostly um, audio, if I had, um, I, I probably will reactivate the WordPress function of my, of my podcast next year when I have more time. 
But I can paste picture after picture after picture after picture, and specifically in the black community, where the girl is beautiful, she's slim, she's attractive, she has everything going for her, and she will follow that um, notion of dating a really ugly guy, you know, and it's it's levels to it too because he's not only not ugly, but he doesn't. You can tell he doesn't wash his face. He doesn't care about his his appearance right he doesn't have anything going for him so i don't know i feel like that's a double-edged sword it's... and and of course it's going to work in every other community except ours right the irony right but but um i i started to choose men that okay they're attractive and then i made sure that they were ambitious uh if i were to eliminate the character you know that comes with infidelity and cheating and that type of thing I would hold them in high regard because, like I said, millionaire, multimillionaire showed that they were able to cultivate themselves to show mastery. One thing about their job, they took it seriously, you know, and it was nice to see them in leadership roles and hear them engaging with their employees and their coworkers, you know, and the sense of pride that they had, right? And even being able to have conversations, kind of weeding out and figuring out how to have the healthiest conversations. And I think what's so some of you are going to be somewhere along that line. I'm going to tell you where the next step is for me. Right. How I'm going to kind of level myself up. Right. So especially in the black community, let's not just pigeon our, our pigeonhole ourselves to people who just because of skin color. Okay? There's also the statistical per, uh um perspective, right? If you value marriage, right? Statistically, it's not going to be the best option for you. Let's just keep it funky all the way 100. When the numbers come in differently, then move accordingly. But especially for my younger women, if you value marriage, you're not... If if, if you have a 50% chance of putting your hand into something and pulling out poop, I don't know. And the numbers are not even that high. Statistically, it's only 8% of them get married from that community Right. And we're already a minority in terms of numbers, not in terms of value. Right. So we're only 13 percent of the the population. And then depending on where you live, you know, those numbers become even slimmer. So but anyways, so then you don't want to just date based on color, but we're we're crossing an important threshold where we're no longer just looking to date, you know, the bankers and the, you know, um, high performing real estate agents and or doctors and lawyers and engineers and um, people who who um, on the surface seem to have everything going on, right? Some of you can even get to the point where they meet that criteria i'm not saying that they shouldn't i'm saying that you kind of start to um it's kind of like the gold process right the more you refine it 
the more impurities you take away. You still stick to gold. Gold. I'm not telling you to settle for like literally dust. Stick to gold, but learn how to remove the impurities. So you want to make sure that they have healthy conversations. Here's the next level, right? And I probably should start writing some of my notes down and or make a little mini book because there's little things in there. Like, for example, questions I should have asked on the first date. Um, a lot of people have... Um, articles and stuff like that and it's kind of weird because you kind of have to filter out the noise if you value marriage i think that should be one of the first conversations i think sometimes we like to dance around the outcome that does that mean you're going to marry that person no but at least you both are kind of going to start thinking okay you want marriage i want marriage this is what I want in a marriage. And then you might figure out, okay, we're not matching at that point, as opposed to you hoping that you want marriage and the other person has no intention of getting married to you, you know, and you're kind of hoping that the conversation will come up and that they will take the lead. And women and men do approach quote unquote dating differently. So I think that most women tend to kind of have gone through the the thought process of like, okay, let me eliminate all of these other people. So if I'm talking to you, it's because I see the natural progression of this should escalate to marriage commitment, you know, children. I think men just, I, I really don't understand how they approach it, but they don't approach it that way. They approach it as kind of like, this is what's good for the moment. And the way I've even see a play out too is kind of like, well, I'm just going to date them and they have a flaw. And once I find out what that flaw is, I'll just move on to the next best thing or the next best person, right? Here's, here's what's going to be key. Yeah, so one, if, if that's what you really want, then say that up front. Okay. The other thing I would say too is that I've talked about this and I finished listening to to um Princella's video the the purpose driven leader. I actually need to buy that book. I probably after this I'll, I'll I'm just going to go straight to Amazon and just buy it. Um because I mentioned those are things I also want to cultivate in myself. And that is going to be huge again especially I think it's okay even if you are kind of like myself. I don't honestly see the value of marriage and I've talked about this at my stage in life because I don't plan to have kids and all of the assets and everything that I'm working on, all the real estate, the wealth, everything, that's going to my niece and my godkids. I'm not we're there's no. I'm not. I'm not I'm not going. Um but But um, so some of you are going to be deciding about marriage and some of you are going to be kind of maybe along the lines of myself of companionship. And let me kind of circle. Some of you might just be happy being single. I know I'm giving myself two years. I say this all the time. I just need peace of mind. I want to travel. There's things I want to do, places I want to. I just I have so much under my belt that I, I want to accomplish. Um, I know what it's like to have money. Um, and I enjoyed the lifestyle that I had. So with more money, there's so much more I can do and so many more places and things I can experience. 
So that's how I'm looking at it. And I kind of like low-key think it's going to be funny if I get to two-year mark. And then I'm like, you know what? Let, let's push that timeline down to five more years. Let me just get the max out of life, right? Um, but I feel like, um, so some of you are going to be happy with being single. That's okay. I'm not even going to try to push you away from my, you know, content or say that we're not, um, it doesn't resonate because baby girl, I'm going to be right in there with you for the next two years, living my whole best entire single moisturized, happy, carefree, stress-free life. Okay. So you got me for at least another 24 months, but for those of you who kind of just want a companion, I still recommend that you listen to that that book in terms of what to listen to for for a person because um she you you want someone who understands the purpose of their life, you know, and the language is different. The language is different in terms of how that person is going to talk and how they're going to sound. And that type of person, I want to believe, is not going to kind of just still still leech off of a woman and or under mis mis misuse or abuse the the essence of of a of a woman, right? Because you you can even start to superimpose that on people like would is Elon Musk. Well, and she mentions Elon Musk actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, as a purpose driven leader but then now now that I'm thinking about it in terms of his dating um and and relationship lifestyle mm, I don't know I don't know you know what obviously musings of a divine feminine will figure it out but I think that um it speaks to kind of allowing the yourself to kind of introspect because like I said you're going to listen to it and kind of figure out a little bit more about what your purpose is and um what your mission is and a lot of you I, I want to make sure too this is I'm not I do do musings of a divine feminine you know I could come across as maybe being vain because I talk about health and it results in beauty and or enhancing your appearance right if you eat healthy in it's going to come on the outwards and manifest in Longer, healthier hair, glowing skin, you know, a leaner body type, whatever. But um, as much as it's musing and I come on here and I'll be like, yeah, so I saw my eye candy crush. Da, da, da. I do believe that if we identify as divine feminine or divine masculine, it means that we have a mission. Hands down, ten toes down, right? Um, and I think that even the way that I got introduced to the concept of divine feminine, it was about sexual chemistry and about, um, you know, this, this, this guy, right. And the twin flame thing. And, and there's a lot of toxic traits in there in the, in that whole twin flame community too. Um, and I've kind of done podcasts on them too, but I'm starting to realize on a whole other level, I, I'm not going to waste too much time trying to figure out why, but I can identify just how toxic some of those things are, right? It keeps you in these cycles because one of the favorite um, analogies I like to use is, you know, Nia Long and the redhead that um, Ime Udoku were, was messing with, right? 
all three of them walk into a into a tarot um into a tarot office or book an appointment based on the twin flame community this is what they would tell the redhead Ime Udoku and Nia Long they would tell Nia Long and the redhead that Ime Udoku is their divine counterpart they would be like that's your twin flame right they would tell the redhead that you have all of this sexual chemistry and that's why things are so intense. And they would say that Nia Long is the karmic and he doesn't realize his worth. And you would allow him to continue to orbit and um, um, yeah, you would allow him to orbit. Right. And keep coming in and out of your life. Right. And. You would rationalize that he's not going to commit to you because he's still figuring out how to become a divine masculine. And he has all these other things going for him, but he's not committing to her and he can't commit to you because he's still stepping into his masculinity. If we were to push it a little bit more and say that he was married to Nia Long. The tarot reader would tell the redhead that he's going to get a divorce soon and come back to you and you and your child. Because I understand one of them ended up pregnant and or there might have been multiple pregnancies. Now, mind you, she's married, too. Okay, they would have told Nia Long that her divine masculine, that the redhead is the karmic and that he's figuring himself out and you need to practice unconditional love. And then, you know, I've talked about how I I still remember my shock, even as much as I was kind of like immersed into that community. I'll never forget in one of the chats, the one of the women said, well, I've been practicing unconditional love. I'm hoping for my my twin to come back. You know, it's been 11 years. And I was like, 11 years? And that was, um, that precipitated, you know, kind of an awareness of like, wait a minute, I'm not fin. I don't have 11 years. I was already on the cusp of three years, going into three years. And I think that, even though I, I found out about the cheating, I promise you, I was already starting to have like conversations and or ask certain things because I'm like, whoa, three and a half years. Yeah. what What's going on here? What's on the trajectory? What's on the landscape? You know, and, and then that happened. But I wasn't finna spend no 11 years practicing unconditional love, waiting for some man, wrecking my pH balance. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'll even kind of share this too. I remember um, there were a couple of, of other guys. I never, like I said, I never um, opened myself up to that. I was viewing that those relationships in both instances as, okay, I'm working something out with this person. But in both scenarios, yeah, I had other attractive people approach me. You know, um, and one of them, one of my friends, her, um, 
I don't know, he had seen me on one, on my friend's um, Facebook because we were celebrating our birthdays. And I was looking quite spectacular, if I must say so myself. And so he, he was checking for me and she tried to tell me, he's like, girl, he's really wealthy and he has a lot going on for himself. He's a business owner. He's in Texas. Like, check him out. But part of it, if I'm going to keep it 100% too, because this is kind of like girl chat, I could tell she kind of, she was just relaying the message, but she didn't really tell me anything because she didn't show me a picture or tell me anything else. She just said like, you know, he thinks you're interested, but I don't know to what degree it would have mattered anyways, too, because I remember I told her, I was like, no, I'm I'm still working stuff out with, you know, this one guy and and stuff. And and who knows? It it may have been an opportunity, may have, I could have been in Texas living my whole best moisturized life, happily married, you know. He's a business person. I love business myself, you know, and enterprises and everything. Anything having to do with, with that type of thing. We would have probably already had our foundation. Who knows? Who knows? But I just wanted to kind of talk through that process with you. Um, again, not having all the answers, but I think even if you, we if we all kind of figure out what does somebody with purpose sound like, um you know, what can that look like? And I think there's even important conversations like you kind of have to learn to temper yourself, right? Because I think one of the hardest struggles that women have is kind of feeling like we have to be in a relationship. And it's kind of sometimes hard for me to explain it or articulate it, but this is how I feel about it. I think in the past, I would kind of be open to a relationship, whereas now, I want to give myself time, okay, before I'm even open to another relationship, and when I become open to that relationship, it's not that it has to happen right away, I just feel like if it comes to me, then I will be happy, if it doesn't come to me, I'm still going to be okay, you know, and, and that means you have to kind of do all of that inner work and all of the shadow work and test your comfortabilities, you know, but I just wanted to close out with that. I know that sometimes what can sound like me saying like, girl, there's an attractive Samoan or attractive Tongan or an attractive, attractive Italian or attractive Hispanic guy, or it's because I'm talking to the black community where we are so pigeonholed to only date dating black, right? So I want us to kind of just open up our eyes to what can be attractive. That's one. I'm not saying just go off of looks. And I think another important factor I wanted to talk about too, and and sometimes I have to be careful, I think even too with my messages, because God forbid somebody comes and listens to one thing. And I've heard, it's funny because I've heard different content creators talk about different, um, you know, um, topics like, for example, you have the prosperity Bible and you will have somebody read Rockefeller or, you know, Carnegie or Napoleon Hill and the interpretation will be completely different. And I'm like, whoa, that's, so I have to learn how to kind of make sure I'm, I'm really driving home what I want you to take away from things. But when I, I, when I talk about how come get the bankers, and that type of thing, um, several things. I don't want you to just stop dating, you know, black and then go to white, but you're dating the same exact 
MO of a guy in in white skin. We hear this all the time. And I don't even want to use it's a disrespectful term. I am chummy with y'all. I will say some words, but I'm not gonna say this one word. But you don't want to date a um a black guy that has nothing going for himself, doesn't value marriage, um, isn't ambitious, um, doesn't is just not gonna treat you well. We we've all heard the stories of, you know, that that one white guy that toe tagged his black woman or, you know, or abused her or, or did domestic violence and or took advantage of her financially, right? So we don't want to just switch over without doing the inner work and just go from like, okay, um, the stats are not good in the black community. Let me go to white. And you end up in the same situation where it's like a redneck and, you know, just still working at McDonald's and all he has is the white skin. The other level is, you know, same thing too. You don't necessarily want to end up with just a white guy that's a banker or a tell, you know, like a banker or a lawyer or doctor. And he still is, like I said, gonna to, you know, he's not looking to want to marry me. Right. Or <laughs> the one is it ever a long time. Right. Or, or, um, doesn't really value like having children, you know, or, um, just treating you right, right? And I get it because even I think even for other communities or other cultures, you really do have those possibilities of dating wealthy men. I will say this. It was interesting. I was listening to Princella last night and y'all just bear with me because I, you know, when when you even start to look at how race um the race relations and stuff like that. Some stuff I'm so tired that I just, I don't even have the the, the mental bandwidth to deal with it. But she was saying in some instances, and, and I'm cautious about it too, because I still feel a certain kind of way. If I, if I keep it 100 funky with you, right? But, but when she said it, I was like, mm. she said, sometimes white people have it worse because white women have it worse because at least in the black community, the running joke is you I could look at you and tell you you finna toe tag me, take advantage of me. You're not going to want to marry me. You're probably not going to be around for the kids. Like you can just kind of like know. Like at least we're having the conversations in our community, but in the white community, you can have that, you know, fit feminine, you know, uh woman who is literally married to some of these supervisors and managers out here and he's coming home and he's beating the crap out of her and the rest of us are kind of just you know she doesn't have a voice i'm not saying so this is where kind of we we split hairs a little bit it's not my job to try and and try to fix that if the mo is the same in the stuff that you're hearing in my community and then you can kind of go through the same thought process and get yourself out of it, then that's fine. But that's not my fight. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to try to put my cape on and, and now try to be the voice for them. That's not, mm-mm. I'm a long ways from that. But, you know, definitely go check out Princella because she, she was even talking about, like, even um, Singapore. So sad. You know, type of thing, and I and I'm very familiar. Like I think even because of where I'm, where we are in SoCal, 
I'm we're close to um like the Hispanic culture and those men they can get real right down funky with it too with their women. I'll never forget the one where I um uh my my tenant was working with her. We all worked at the same institution. And long story short, it was her husband. She had just had her her second child. I mean, the baby was so freaking spanking brand new. Like, I don't even, if I tell you the baby was like not even six months old. She found out that he was cheating on her. And by the time she found out within like a matter of days, he locked, he changed the locks on the house and moved in the new girlfriend. And it was like a younger, and she was already young. Like, I want to say she was like maybe... 25-ish, between 23 and 25, she was, she's, she's really freaking good at what she does, um, she's one of the best, I really enjoyed working with her, when I tell you this girl knows her, oof, you know, and it's sad because you would have never known, you would have never known, um, if you see her, she is, she is at work handling your paperwork, getting stuff done, you know, and really excelling. And so it's sad because you, she's carrying all of that. Two children under the age of four just had a newborn finding out Hispanic culture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so. I can agree, and and that's okay. I think that we have to learn healthy ways to disagree. I think one more thing I wanted to kind of mention too is as we're figuring out, because each woman has different strengths and we have to be multifaceted. The more I surround myself with women that are going to put me up on game in different areas of development in their specialty, the more refined I'm going to become, the more multifaceted I'm going to become. But we're not always going to agree with on everything, and that's okay. I think the where it becomes an issue is like, for example, again, I was listening to Princella last night, and you had this woman call in, and um, it's one thing to kind of not agree on, you know, what you're willing to wear your cape for, or how you interpret certain, you know, readings or that type of thing, um. Or if you want to date or not. But I think that one of the difficult things was um, what's important is results, right? Is results. At the end of the day, each of the content creators, if you listen to them, you, you should be making better choices. You should be making better, like illuminated choices. You should be on a higher frequency than you were before, right? So you should be thinking differently. And I think that with one of the women, it was one of those things where the um, differences of opinion was going to leave that woman in 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 the same degenerate state. It's kind of like she called in for advice, and you and, and I get it because I'm I'm careful because we've all been conditioned and we've all been programmed. That could be a victim mindset of in and of itself. It could be a limiting belief, right? Um and it, it and it can be you buying into that um victimhood role the same way how 
I'm getting more and more weary and leery and tired of like the whole, oh, I'm a black man. I get pulled over. You don't know what I go through. Yeah, I've been there. We've done that. I've gotten pulled over. I've been discriminated against on the job. What's good with it, right? But um, I think if we are going to learn anything from the black community and the slavery mindset is even for women, how long are we going to hold on to this to this um, mindset of like, well, I was conditioned to always be a people pleaser. I was conditioned to always be nurturing. I was because con- I've talked a little bit, too, about how um, I'm a huge proponent of conditional um, submission. I don't give a F. I really don't. I'm not submitting to everybody. I'm not. The only people I'll take directions to is my for listen take direction directions from is my dad and um my boss. And that's because my boss signs my paycheck. I don't have a husband, so I'm not submitting to anybody else outside of that. I'm not. And this, I don't care, but I think that that's the best way I can explain it. It's kind of like, if, if you're, if you disagreeing is going to keep you on a lower level, then that's where we have to go separate ways. If I hope that that kind of makes sense. Um, and that's what I saw happening with the phone call, right? So we can disagree, for example, on what the takeaways are from the secret, but I'm still committed to um, leveraging the information that I got from the, from the secret. And because I understand um, how she articulated about what the cons were about the secret um, and how, you know, for example, with magnets, you actually attract, can attract negative. It just kind of makes you think a little bit more and you kind of understand it from that level. Um but I still, I'm still, still a fan of the secret in the sense of that of practicing gratitude. The more you're grateful, the more you will attract the things that you're grateful for. And again, two different minds, two different perspectives, right? And if anything, I'm better because as I'm talking with people, I can help you, you know, kind of see both perspectives. And it helps me understand how other people, if anything, the lesson within that too is it taught me that all of us can literally, you know, walk down the same hallway in a museum and see completely different things and have completely different perspectives. That's kind of like the reason why art can mean so many different things to different people, right? Like with the Mona Lisa. Some people think she has like the Cheshire smile. I like to, when I see Mona Lisa, I think she's mischievous. I really think she has something up her skirt, like literally, (laughs) all the puns intended, right? And I love it because I think that kind of reflects back to me. When I know I have a mischievous thought in my head, Mona Lisa, that's my face. I got the little smirk on my face and you don't even know what's coming, (laughs) right? And some people like to think of it as just, you know, different perspectives. And... um. As I'm closing out, you know, just having the grace and and I'm learning to articulate better. It's interesting for me, too, because even through the curriculum of life, I've mentioned it before. I'm really good at behind the scenes. Um, Writing is my strong point 
and um, I cover all the bases. Whereas with this, I'm just uh, ad-libbing and just kind of going off of what of what is off my chest. And I need to get back to just doing notes too because I do low-key want to write a book. But but it keeps me on track. But my my verbal is not my strong point in any way, shape, or form. But I think I've been, you know, cultivating that type of stuff. But um, But I'm learning how to really drive home the points and and not assume because I've mentioned it before sometimes I do talk coded and I can see where that could be a problem in in relationships or in past relationships how do I drive home the points that I think are going to be important so even if I paint a picture and allow you to use your imagination I'm still driving home what's important so let me get off of here it is 819 um yeah, I already did all my trades. All my trades are, are pretty much cashed out. I'm just waiting for one from yesterday. And then, um, yeah, just going to go drink my... my. Um, I, actually, y'all, real quick, I'm going I'm to put you on a little bit. Of, I, I, I hang around people who are like really into their health and their fitness. So she, t- uh, one of the ladies told me about emergency with the zinc. And so... I would encourage you to go out and get it. And I like to, I'm putting it in my alkaline water. It's probably not the best thing to do. I'm still drinking my alkaline water first thing in the morning and at night. But um, the packets, you can get 30 packets for like 13 bucks. Even if you get it for the next three months to kind of carry you through into January, that's about $36. And they have different flavors, but it has vitamin D and zinc in there. And... Um, vitamin C also is really good for your skin. It has antioxidant uh, antioxidant results type of a thing, but go get you some, right? It will boost your immune system and, and really make sure that you're, you're going to fight off. You know, sometimes a cold comes in because your immune system is just a little bit too low. So if you can just raise your Im- immune system a little bit higher for the next, you know, three months, get yourself three boxes. So for the rest of November, December, and going into January, it's going to be about $30. It's $13 for a $30 for a 30 count pack. You can drink it first thing in the morning. Um, if you want to, and you know, even get some for the fam bam, and you want the one that has the zinc in there. All right. Love y'all. Stay healthy. Let's get wealthy. Let's elevate our minds. I'm definitely here to raise the vibration for myself and for you. Until the next podcast. Bye.